episode 250, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., episode 17 of season 5, The Honeymoon. Welcome to Level 7. A podcast about Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's a magical place. Hello and welcome to Welcome to Level 7, a podcast about Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the MCU in general, movies, comic books, other things that we're going to talk about in just a moment. This is episode 250, and I have been joined by Agent Stu. Hey guys, how's it going? And we are going to celebrate episode 250 by doing an episode the way we normally would do one. Is this kind of like the um the like eleventh or twelfth anniversary? I I don't. You, you mean like for you your, mean like, your, your like wedding? Marriage, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like you hit ten, 10 and you're like the, ten, yeah. yeah, and then eleven, fifteen, yeah, yeah. But eleven and, and is like, like hey, yeah. let's go just let's just go out to eat or something. <laughs> yeah, episode two hundred and fifty. Yep, we are going to celebrate it by just talking about it right now for. <laughs> A brief moment and then moving on. So, yeah, moving right along. So if you're just joining us for episode 250, uh, this is a podcast about Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That's how we got started. It's about the MCU in general. That's what one of the things that keeps us going. It keeps us really busy. we got a big movie coming up that'll be big. It'll be big. Have you do you, I, I, have you heard about the movie? Do you know what it is? Uh, I, I have. It's called Inf- it's a- Infinity War. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. There's a couple of there's a couple of 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 Marvel people in it. I mean, you may not. Have. <laughs> yeah, it's kind, of, it's kind yeah. of under the radar. You may not know about it. A little independent film, but uh, we're still going to cover yeah. it. But yeah, uh, yeah, so that's what this podcast does. That's who we are. And if you are joining us for the first time, or if this is one of your first episodes you're joining us for, I do want to just mention to you that on Facebook, you can go to facebook.com slash welcome to level seven, where you can, you know, make comments about the news articles that we link to and the photos that we link to. And we don't spoil things. We do sometimes link to something. And if there's a spoiler, we do let people know that there's a possible spoiler behind that link, but we try not to spoil things in any of our actual posts, but uh, yeah, news articles, that sort of thing. And, and episode releases. Like this episode, episode 250 of Welcome to Level 7. Or we would also announce things like, you know, episode, I don't know, whatever episode of Welcome to the Infinity Initiative, which is our lead up to that little independent film, Infinity War. And that's just us. That's Stuart taking point on that. And uh, just these quick snapshots of of these movies, remembering the movie when, when it came out, rewatching them, talking about how it holds up now. And it's a lot of fun, but that's our road to the infinity war that we have entitled welcome to the infinity initiative because infinity is almost a number related thing. And welcome to level mm-hmm. seven <laughs> noun number infinity initiative noun number ish. Um, it's a pattern. It's a pattern. And if we ever branch out, we've, we've got ideas for the pattern. So there's that mm-hmm. but uh, I think it's time for us to do some news what do you say Stuart let's do some news shield intelligence report 
Stuart, last episode, we were lost without you. Oh, no. Lost. It was made easier that we were lost without you because there was no news, but uh, at least no news that we were going to talk about. So that was yeah, easier. I mean, but it's been so long since I had to, you know, lead the charge on the news segment. And Well, yeah. yeah so, it, so right now, all the news that's really bubbling around out there is what's going to happen in Infinity War. And we don't really get into spoilers. You know, if, if it's the most we'll get into is like a trailer yeah, <laughs> or something like that. Well, and part so, of that's personal preference in that I, I like to avoid spoilers. Right. And I do know there's some podcasts that actually they got a neat thing going where they'll have someone who wants to avoid spoilers. And so they're just not part of the spoiler talk and they have someone else who is specifically in, meant to be uh, there for the spoiler stuff. But that's not the way we do it here. And I waffle yeah. back and forth. Sometimes I'm like, I really want to know that one thing. So I'll, I'll like sort of hint at flirting with it and then I'll back away because I think, no, I really don't want to know that. I, one thing. So. I clicked on a spoiler today. <laughs> oh no. Pur- purposefully. And, and then it turns out there was no spoiler. Like there, you, you got saved. That was, it that was, was a- they, they said they were going to reveal something and then they just said, well, this is going to happen, and you know it's going to happen, too. Of course you know who it's going to happen, too. And I'm just, yeah. no, I don't. I don't know who it's going to happen to. <laughs> That's why I clicked on the stupid thing. <laughs> That's divine intervention, Ben. Maybe That's so. That maybe was. so. So so anyway, the one news item that we have Ooh, got released. One news item. Yes, one news item got released today. And that is? And that is a different MCU property. Now this is the first novel tie-in. No, I'm not saying that it's a novel idea. I'm actually saying that it's a book um, tie-in to uh, the MCU and it chronicles Thanos's backstory. Now the weird part to me is that it's going to be released in November. Why is that weird? Well, because uh, <laughs> why not release it? Right now, run up. Yeah. (laughs) Why not have it be released like two weeks ago so that people could have read it all and got Thanos's backstory going into Infinity War? You make a point and and some might even say a a good point. But um, I I don't know. I I think it might be tied into. I mean, first of all, it's going to land like halfway between Infinity War and Avengers 4. Right. And and secondly, it might even be time to release around the the DVD release or the the down digital download release of of Infinity War. Um, I don't know. It is worth noting that we don't have a fall MCU movie this year. Um, the so we'll have Infinity War in April on April twenty seventh, which I'm not sure you guys know about. Um, and then we'll have uh, Ant Man and the Wasp in July, and then we have nothing until um march february march time for captain marvel yeah and then it's may again for um for for avengers 4 which you know you may may or may not know used to be called infinity war part 2 so there might be some other it, it could very easily be that thanos is in that one too right yeah um, well and the so other thing is it, it could be just this gives you time to read it before that movie uh, right. And then it also um, gives there's something getting released around then it's it's an right. odd it is an odd thing. But there's been a number of Marvel 
hardcover novels that have come out in in the recent past. And some of them have been the ones that I've read have been pretty good. I read The Death of Captain America, and I also read um Oh, it's it's a uh, Guardians of the Galaxy one. It's with uh Groot and Rocket Raccoon. I can't remember the title of it, but that one was and it's fun. Just, I am Groot for no, <laughs> 200 well, pages. Yeah, that's his autobiography. No, this oh. is a novel. <laughs> um No, it it's uh it's good. And it has a real Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy vibe. Like it, mm-hmm. you're, you're reading a sci-fi comedy. So it, it was a lot yeah. of fun. That's cool. There's a yeah, second I one will, that I haven't read yet that I actually, now that I mentioned, I, I need to get that. I will probably, you know, put that on my audible wish list because I, I do much better listening to books than actually sitting down and trying to read them. So, so, okay. There's a book coming. <laughs> That's the news. There's a book coming. coming. Stuart will probably listen to it. I will probably read it. And and we'll definitely cover it. Now, yeah, it yeah. May be, it may be a full episode. It may be a uh, after-credit episode. Who knows? Who knows? We'll find out when we get there. Depends on how busy yeah. we are when we get there. Right. So. It may be that it gets covered before Defenders. So. <laughs> Well, let's not go too crazy. But oh, right. Actually, that's not going too crazy right there. So, okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that's that. Let's let's talk about the honeymoon. Mm-hmm. Let's do that. All right. Mission report. All right. So for this, the 250th episode of Welcome to Level 7, we are going to talk about episode 17 of season five of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which is the 100 and something episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I was wondering how far you were going to take that joke, Ben. I took it about as far as I could take it. But this episode is called The Honeymoon. And it's a nice title. Mm-hmm. And we, f- we find out why it's called that soon. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, the honeymoon. And our honeymooners, they're reunited. Do they go to the moon? No. No, no to the moon, Alice. No to the moon. They're reunited, though. And it feels so See, good. I wasn't going to say that part. <laughs> uh, but, but one of us had to. One of us had to, and I'm glad one it of us was had you. To. Just like one of us is going to have to make some form of Star Trek reference at some point in time. But for right now, we're sticking with music lyrics. <laughs> so, yeah, let's talk about this episode because there – I don't know. I, I can't decide. There's a lot happening, kind of. But then when I looked at my notes, there wasn't a lot. Yeah, so. I, don't, I don't know about these episodes right now. I love them. Don't get me wrong. But I don't know that they are um, – I don't know where they're pushing us, I guess is what I'm saying. They feel like they're pushing us somewhere. But well, are, I mean for me, it's pushing us toward what what is going to happen with the Destroyer of Worlds. Mm-hmm. The first half of the season, the first pod, if you would, uh, and I would, uh, is <laughs> them in the future finding about, about the stuff in the past that happens that destroys the Earth and kills most people. And it has to do with Daisy and it's a big mystery and no one knows how it happened other than the phrase, the destroyer of worlds, which became a big clue to Coulson. What was really going on when they get back in the past and they find out that the nickname for this, this, uh, Oh my goodness. I just dropped people listening at home. You have no idea how many times I have made weird mistakes. And so this time I dropped, I, I I knocked over a swamp monster onto my keyboard. I'm just gonna keep rolling though. Keep rolling. <laughs> so, it's not 
it's not just any swamp monster, Ben. We know which one it is. No, you don't. You mean it's not Man Thing? Nope. It's not. I mean, there's more. There's more than one swamp monster. It is a knockoff uh, horror toy line that came out in Europe, and a friend of mine got this in a eBay toy lot and sent it to me. Well then, okay. Yeah, it it looks uh, a lot like it. It's uh, old man swamp thing. Balding an, on the top, and yeah. No, that's an MCU movie. I'd see. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. Back to this thing, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where this is heading is just pushing us toward what is the mystery? How is the world destroyed? Will they be able to stop it? That's that's the big push. And then the other thing that's happening is we've got things. We've got consequences for things that were done earlier in the series. Consequences of things like bringing Coulson back to life. Consequences of things like, um, well, Professor uh, Professor Hall in in the Gravitonium, and and all, what happened with that whole situation. Uh, there's there's consequences, and things are coming back to haunt our team, literally and figuratively. They closed the fear dimension where things were haunting the team from the fear dimension. But now we have things from their past that are coming back and haunting them. And so as far as where it's going, that's where it's going. The question is how long is it going to take to get there? That's my feeling is we, we, I was expecting three pods, you know, (laughs) and, and I wanted to see some new stuff too. And, well, there's a little movie in the middle of that, so that's I, you true. Know. And how is that going to tie in? Which we've already tried to figure out timing, and and will the timing be off now, or will yeah, who knows what's going to happen there? But who knows? Not me. Not me. We'll know in like ten days. In like ten days, because some of us won't know in ten days. It'll be it'll be a number close to ten, but not ten. Could be more. It could be less. You never know. Uh, I'm guessing that it will be more. <laughs> we'll find out. Um, anyway. Yeah. So this episode, well, mm-hmm. let's just start with it. Uh, mm-hmm. Talbot. <laughs> Talbot and Coulson are running away in the snow and Talbot just wants to retire. Mm-hmm. So, you know, something bad is going to happen. Right. And it's the lost syndrome. He just wants to be happy. Oh, he's going to die soon. Yeah, or or the 80s cop movie syndrome. You know. Uh, oh yeah. 3 days to retire. <laughs> uh. Right. Yeah. But before we get into that, I want to back up a second. Yeah. Did both of those did uh Yo-Yo and Fitz and Simmons jump out of the airplane without a without a uh, parachute? They did. I was going to get to them later. Oh, okay. But they no, not without a parachute. They had parachutes. Oh, good, because I thought they were trying to be like Captain America. No, no. They were – I mean it was really referencing a couple other times when we've had people jumping out of planes. <laughs> Do you remember when uh, Simmons got thrown out of the plane and and uh, Fitz and Ward had to deal with it and Fitz was all, oh, I'm not good enough? And Oh, my gosh. I hadn't until just now. Yeah, yeah. And then Fitz redeemed himself when he jumped through the hole. 
like right to go to the other planet later on in, a, right. in another season and he like jumped through the really tiny hole through the portal uh out of a plane or well out of a height i can't remember if it was out of a plane but mm-hmm. yeah definitely that's that's the first thing in my mind was they're standing there and there's kind of remember yeah let's do it we're coming a long way baby hmm. and, and so they did and they 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 have come a long way they have baby all right, so Talbot and 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 Coulson, Coulson are running. Through. They're running. Ruby and Daisy both find them. Uh, Ruby comes via the uh, teleporter, and Daisy comes via the crayon drawing from Robin of three mounds of something. You know that looks like she drew it on the back of like a Denny's placemat. I don't care what she drew it on. It, <laughs> my eyes hurt. Still hurt from rolling. Ugh. <laughs> oh, like, it's three hills. It's three mounds. It's three possible mountains, and they're not distinguishable. And yet they well, were able to use it to find this exact place, the only place in the world that looks like that. No, no. There are may- other places in the world that look like that. You needed something more defining. <sighs> May I, did the same thing. Who did? May. She's like, "Are you serious? We can't. You, we're like, gonna find." Deke was and, too. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, so at least that was at least that was good. No, it wasn't good because then it worked. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Like there should have just been some sort of. I, and I did this last episode, but you weren't there, so I can rant again. Um, there should have been some sort of outcropping or or something where where they're just like, "Oh, I know that place," or "I feel like I've seen that place before." And then you start doing the image searches and and, and this and that. But, ugh, I just find that to be so ridiculous. And I'm, I'm going to stop now because <laughs> there's good stuff about this episode. There's some really good things in this episode. But this just makes me oh, it just makes my heart sink. To be fair, I feel like they did reuse the um the 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 snowy set. <laughs> it was a couple of seasons ago or last season where where somehow they were in the Antarctic or something like or the Arctic. They were in the Arctic. The Antarctic is down down south. They were with lots of trees and snow was. This feels like this the same place. Well, it, I mean I don't, I don't know. I, I felt like they were I mean, they were definitely on a soundstage. They weren't outside for that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and I feel like it was the same sound. And it stage, felt so. like it. It felt like it. But, you know, that's forgivable. I mean. Yeah. It's a TV show. Exactly. I mean, my my first thought when I'm thinking about, like, s- snowy sound stages is Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Big, <laughs> big, huge budget movie. But when Lucy meets Mr. Tumnus, they are not outside. Well. You know, it's just. And, and, and it looks fair, like it. And to be fair, snow does not look like like pretty like this. It does the first day <laughs> having having just lived through a huge snowstorm in the middle of April. Um it looks like that the first day, but then after that it starts to look gross. You know, but that's and, not my problem. My biggest problem is not the way it looks on the set. My biggest problem is the way it moves when they walk through it. And it just takes me out. A- anytime you watch people walk through snow on a set. It just takes me right out of it. And it just is, it just feels so fake now right. on stage. And they're walking through fake snow like that. Yeah, sure. 
because it's it's inside and it's you know you're you're in a place where they are making things that are going to be rolled out onto the stage and 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 that you're you're I think my imagination anyway is more willing to go along with it on stage but with this kind of thing they're walking through the snow they're landing in the snow they're falling in the snow and the snow is not moving like snow and nobody's getting cold well that <laughs> and too. nobody's hands are nobody's hands are starting to cramp up can't, because they can't in... see their breath or anything i mean it, right um hey by the that way be... oh, uh, i was gonna say when i was in film school um i had a friend who his internship was with a special effects department and i don't know what movie it was but he got to work on um finding footage of people in actual cold to see their breath so that the effects company could generate uh, fake breath so it looks like uh, whatever movie they were working on looked like they were actually in the cold. Hmm. And uh, so he was, he was, uh, his internship job was to just watch through lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of stuff to see, to, to find reference. That's cool. I'm just saying that was what, 1997. I mean, this is 20 years later. They couldn't put a little digital breath in there. I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Hashtag just saying. Yeah. What were you going to say? Because I interrupted uh, you for that completely off topic ra- rabbit trail. They snow fun. There's no snowmen there. Yeah. I don't believe they're actually in the snow. They're not. Okay. Yeah. But they're not. They're not. Oh, oh, that's what I was gonna say. To be fair, the you know <clears throat> they're in Southern California. <laughs> they probably film in Vancouver. They don't know a whole lot about the snow. If you Even film they, in Vancouver, you know snow. Well But I don't think they film in Vancouver. Um although that's one of the cool things about LA is you know, you can be in a desert. And just a two-hour drive, and you're in skiing weather, right? On a, on a mountain, but right. I'm, I'm not. We spent too much time complaining about snow and complaining about child's <laughs> crayon drawings. <laughs> we need to talk yes. about the real stuff here. Zeke getting or Deke getting shot. Yeah, yeah. So Ruby finds them first and starts chasing them. Quake finds them quickly and saves them at the last moment and blasts with their quake power. And, and Deke is there and uh, Ruby and, and Daisy start to face off and, and um, Daisy sends Deke away with Coulson and, and Talbot and, and there's a fight and it's not a bad fight. It's in bad snow, but the fight itself, if you ignore them landing in it and walking through it, and I know I just need to shut up about it, but uh, it's a good fight. And you know, you've got the the quake power going, you've got the glaive weapon being thrown around, and it's it's good stuff. Now, there's some good comic booky stuff going on too with that weapon because like she's chasing them, she throws it, and it comes right back to her. You know, it, it just and she just holds her hand up, and it just comes right back to her hand. Um, you know, like Cap's shield or or Thor's hammer. Right. So they're trying to really emulate that super soldier thing. Absolutely. Because that's what she's meant to be. Mm-hmm. Is Hydra's uh, genetically created and enhanced um, super soldier. So Daisy wins the battle or is about to. 
And then Deke comes and she's not happy about that. And she he's trying to get Ruby's glaive weapon thing. And then he gets shot by Hale, who has a huge gun. <laughs> Big old she's, gun. She's got her gun. And so, yeah, she's to, to, she, to bring up something that's she's going to take. She's going to take care of the situation with her gun. <laughs> and she Daisy has to leave with Deke to get him to safety. And, and Hale then mm-hmm. leaves with Ruby and gets her to safety. But both of them saying I could have gotten her. I had her on the totally, road. Totally. Yeah. Gosh, mom <laughs> or gosh, Deke. I mean, it's literally the same. Well, I don't know. It's, it's, I think it's less gosh, Deke, and more Deke, you idiot. <laughs> you can't follow simple <laughs> instructions. And then Deke's all, ah, well, later on, he's all, you know, he sh- you didn't get shot. <laughs> but, ah, uh, yeah, Deke. Yeah, I don't know about Deke. <laughs> he's in bad shape. He's in bad, he in bad, bad shape. shape. Uh, but... Okay, so let's move on to the next little bit. Little bit here, uh, Fitz and Simmons can't help Deke in his bad shape because they are on their honeymoon with Yo-Yo. That's weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To find the secret weapon, Hydra Changer thingy chamber, and so Mac and Piper are left to do the surgery. And there's some gross stuff that have to do with surgery, and some tense moments that have to do with. Um, Piper telling Mac how to do what he has to do, and and Let they, they save Deke. Yeah. Hey, in the end, they save Deke, and that's a good thing. Yes, yeah. is it? It is. Are if you, you a, like Deke? Are you a Deke fan? I'm a Deke geek. You might say, yeah. Oh, I I wasn't gonna say that, but okay. okay. <laughs> All right. No, I I I I don't hate him. And I love what he – I love the consternation and the problems he causes for his grandfather. I I appreciate his character, but I'm just curious as to like – really all he's doing now is getting in the way. It's and, true. And proof that he is – or that, that – or at least something for them to hold on to that we make it through this process because until – until we find out Simmons has going to have a mom, uh, going to have Deke's mom, you know, we know for sure that they're not going to die. Right. But I don't know. It's a weird, the whole, we know for sure. The thing is they can die. If they break the time loop, they can die. And I don't think Deke will disappear when they break the time loop. I mean, he's not going to do the whole back to the future tube thing. I don't think so. No, he, okay. But what I do think is it is possible that in a different future where his mom is born into a world that doesn't get shattered, there won't be another Deke. His mom will not meet his dad. Mm. And and therefore Deke will not be born in their timeline. Now, Deke is still their grandson, but he's from a different timeline and they will never know their their son-in-law and they will never know their their grandson although maybe they didn't know their grandson to begin with but it's an interesting it's interesting to think about what he represents that's that's all i'm saying and 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 right now they're not really giving us more than 
he represents them having this lifeline to think that they are invincible. Right. And and the thing is, if one of them dies, then that just that doesn't even prove they've broken the time loop. Fitz can die. If that's true too. If Simmons is carrying the baby right now, Fitz's job is done. And he can die and it is not going to affect whether or not the 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 baby is born. The time loop can only be broken really if Yo-Yo dies or if Simmons dies. And and I guess possibly with Fitz because Fitz's daughter knew him and talked mm-hmm. about him. So, okay, I, I, I stand corrected. Fitz's job is done as far as the creation of the child, but his, his time in the time loop is not done. And, and kids, if you don't know what we're talking about, ask your mom. Re- yeah. Ask your parents. Don't ask me. Don't, don't ask me. Don't look it up on the internet either. Go talk to mom. Yeah. Yeah. And parents don't let the internet be the first way that your child finds yes. out about this stuff. Yes. I'm just Don't saying. let us be the first way they find <laughs> out about this stuff either. Please don't let that happen. Yeah. I just had part of the talk with my seven-year-old. We were driving home from church Ooh. on Sunday and he asked me, Hey, where do babies come from? And I'm just like, what? Where did that come from? <laughs> and it was a, it was a good conversation. It was good. So good. anyway, uh, moving on. You popped in the DVD of the storks and said, this is all you need to know, kid. Uh, I was driving. So I just told the story of the storks, but yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Also parents, it's very good to lie to your children about these things so, <laughs> so that they have no reason to trust you later on when you're telling the truth. So, so in this podcast, yeah. we've given marriage advice. Now we're giving parenting advice. <laughs> it's funny. It's what I do. Yeah. Okay. So okay. Piper and Mac, they do the surgery. Okay. Oh, here's another big thing. May has a talk with Colson. Yeah. And Colson just, you know, he, he mentions that he's willing to go down fighting, but she says that's a decision to make with people who love him. And that sort of means her, I guess. But then she comes out right out and says, I love you, right? Mm, she says, while I'm talking about me, she says, you know, that's the decision to make with people who love you like me. Or, I mean, she 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 gets there, yes. And, and then she says, I knew that shut you up. Yep. And she was right. It shut him right up, but didn't shut me up because I don't like that. I don't like it either, Ben. Nah. I, yeah, grumpy, grumpy old man. That's, can can we that's be Eeyore together on that one? No, grumpy old man. <laughs> grumpy old man. Yeah. I, I'm right there with you. I don't like it. I'm trying to change the, the metaphor here. <laughs> so uh, I'm Walter Mando, and you are the other guy that I can't Jack. remember from Grumpy Old Men. Jack Lemon. That's the one. Mm-hmm. You're Jack. Walter Matthau. Yeah. I'll be Jack Lemon. Yep. I don't know. <laughs> do not, do not think about what that makes Samantha. Don't, Ben, stop it's, it. I don't even remember the movie. So, okay, good. <laughs> but she's not grumpy, nor is she old. Nor is she a man. That's also true. Yes. I guess I probably should have taken it that one step further. <laughs> and yeah. In these obvious right. statements that we're making. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, now, so Daniel, on the so, other hand, uh, grumpy old man three right there is right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, 
so she's made the statement and and she's making some statements that we would agree with as far as you know you're part of a family mm-hmm. essentially you're part of a family family works together family helps each other family loves each other and so when you are making these lateral decisions about family this isn't about him taking orders or making orders or giving orders this is about him being reckless he's the anti-yo-yo he's the anti-fitzsimmons they are being reckless because they can't die he is being reckless because he's dying both are being unnecessarily reckless yes Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're not taking risks because it has to happen or someone's going to die. They're taking risks because we can take risks that we wouldn't normally take. Well, they're they're filled with hubris. They 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 think there is something more than than they it's almost like they've got faith in a higher power. It's really interesting. Except for the the higher power that they have faith in is basically themselves. Right. And or it's in this this immutable time loop thing. Uh, And I just can't get over the fact that they are trying to break the time loop that is keeping them alive. And so on Fitz's side, it's we can't it can't change. On Simmons and Yo-Yo's side, it's it can't change, but they want to change it. But now they believe that they're – it just – I'll say this. I, the way I'm talking right now, I'm not against the story and I'm not against the writers. I'm against the characters here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe these characters doing these things. I believe Simmons and the turn that she's taken. I believe Yo-Yo and her you know, reckless behavior. Um, I believe – the things that they're doing right now are, you know, making the hard choices, doing the hard things. And, you know, we are invincible. Yeah. I, I am with the writers. I am with the story and it's taking it to a place. that's a really a bad place for them. And I don't like seeing them like this, but at the same time, um, uh, I, I like the storytelling here. Right, because it's it's believable, and and the characters are doing stuff, doing actions that feel right for the characters. Right, they feel right for the characters, but they don't feel right to me, and it bothers me because, yeah, they are they're gonna they're gonna be there's gonna be trouble. Mm-hmm. This, this mindset that they have is going to cause trouble, and yeah, I would still it, be careful because. I mean, Yo-Yo knows she's going to end up with that horrible, horrible future. Mm-hmm. They don't know exactly what's going to happen to Fitzsimmons, but if you're reckless, you might be alive. And, and yes, Deke doesn't remember that there was anything weird about you. But what if they end up losing, you know, an arm and a leg <laughs> or something? I mean, Yo-Yo already right. has, but um, man, you know, be careful. You can still be careful. I want I want <laughs> them to show up in the movie. And Doctor Strange, and then start talking about time loops, and and he goes, I I defeated Dormammu. It took me ten thousand years, and they're like, Yeah, we stopped the Earth from cracking, and it took us, we don't know how many time loops, <laughs> right? Because we, it just didn't work that way for us. But 
Yeah, and then they uh, and and Yo Yo starts talking about you know hand injuries and yeah, that's not gonna never happen. gonna happen. In, no, no, <laughs> no, that's not gonna happen. Not gonna happen. Okay, so let's talk about England then. Um, Fitz and Simmons and Yo Yo are in England, and yay, they get to go home and save the world, and that's a good honeymoon, and they go skydiving together. And that's a fun honeymoon. And remember the last time they jumped out of a plane together and all that stuff. But Ivanov is also there. And so if Yo-Yo was a third wheel on their honeymoon, Ivanov is just, he's just playing a disaster for their honeymoon. Um, But that helps them to know that that's where they're supposed to be. And Sim or Fitz puts a, a distraction uh, he, he blows up a gas tank, and that's a distraction that gets Ivanov and the robots to go over there. And that gives Fitz and Simmons and Yo-Yo time to destroy the machine, the the chamber, the uh, transformation chamber. Um, and as they are running out of time, they ask Yo-Yo for some help from the future. And they get some of the story about Coulson. That he's going to die, and helping him not die is what destroys the world. That's not easy to hear. Um, so then Ivanos is coming and they're trying to hold him off. Yo-Yo uses her powers but can't use her arms with her powers, which is a huge setback to the whole recovery thing. Um, so Yo-Yo gets sent to find backup or call for backup while Fitzsimmons stay behind to fight off Ivanov and the robots. But then Yo-Yo and Ivanov come face to face. They get into a fight. He can't feel pain, so he feels indestructible, but she can't die, so she feels even more indestructible. Pushes him out a window. She lands on him, which cushions the fall enough that she's not hurt, and he's destroyed. And then uh, we've, we've talked about all these good things, but we have to talk about this. All the other robots shut down. They all shut down. Yeah, yeah. It's Phantom Menace syndrome. It's it's Ultron syndrome. I mean, at least Ultron is no, not Ultron. Relevant. The Chitari. It's the Chitari syndrome where they just all fall. (sighs) Yeah. So you so you like this part? Program the robots to keep doing stuff. You know, like. He was controlling them all from his body. I, I don't get this. But that's a that's a supervillain problem, though. You need to start a school for supervillains. <laughs> Seriously, don't put self destruct buttons on your machine, or at least don't put it where it's just one button easily pressed. You know, do like a dual button system where they have to be pressed at the same time, and and hide the buttons. You know, that's that's one. Um, Another one is don't let the hero stall so you can hear the <laughs> whole plan. You know, if the if the hero is stalling, don't tell him the whole plan. And finally, don't set it up so that your evil minion robots get shut down if one simple thing gets destroyed. Whether it's a control ha- ship in the space or whether it's a little, you know, something like control remote control or or whether it's your current body where your consciousness is downloaded into how not to monologue 101 <laughs> seriously they that's a whole class right there the not monologuing thing mm-hmm. now 
ironically, uh, in your second year classes, there is how to monologue, but, but in those classes, uh, you've already learned when and when not to, and then this is how to do a good monologue. that doesn't give away all your information, but is threatening enough that the world will shake or crack in too. Yeah, sure. That too. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So that's, that's that the fight again, we got a good fight. We got a good yo-yo and an Ivanov fight and we've got a good uh, Fitzsimmons fight where they're, they're shooting stuff Mm -hmm. and you want to talk about, we've come a long way. Uh, I was thinking that too when I was watching this. I, I said, "Oh, look at that! They're actually." You know, I remember first episode, second episode, first season, second season, where they're sort of cowering. No, 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 we don't do that. That's not how we do. We we are we are the the brains of the operation. You know, we we figure things out. And now they're you know, uh, angling it up. Yeah, yeah, they're not. It's not perfect. They're not, they're not the best, but they're They good. did run out of bullets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is also a nice little touch. Mm-hmm. I love that, that shot. They're like, okay, let's do this. And they get up, it's all slow-mo, and they go click. Oh, man. That was a good shot. Yeah. That was funny. Yeah, and there's some good directing going on this episode. And I, I, again, I don't read the credits at the beginning because I want to avoid any possible spoilers about special guest stars, you know, mm-hmm. but... Um, whoever directed this episode did a, did a very good job with it. Uh, okay. So the robots are shut down. It seems like things are okay, but let's move on to the next bit here. And that is Strucker has figured out the machine. He's, he's he deciphered pieced, all of dad's papers yeah. and all of his journals into one big journal, pieced it all together. And he puts the bug in Ruby's ear that she could just destroy her mother. And so Ruby and Hale have a confrontation about all the things that Hale did for Hydra, but it was also the things that she was forced to do. And one of the things that they are forced to do is kill their dog, destroy weakness, right? Hale and Ruby revealed they're each other's weaknesses. And Ruby throws her mom down on the floor, locks her in, doesn't kill her, stops stop short of that, I, which I guess that's good. But then Ruby and Strucker Jr. go to take the machine and they force Fitz to fix it. Boom. Yeah. Well, you knew that was going to happen. Well, it had to be fixed somehow. Somebody's got to get in that machine. Right. One might even call it Pavlov's machine. Or Chekhov's. No, I'm going to call it Pavlov's. (laughs) I'm wrong. So your mouth is watering when you see this thing every time you see this machine. Oh, yeah. Because it it looks like Captain America's machine. That is, yes, true and awesome. Again, the the whole idea of this machine was that it was trying to be um, Hydra's super, Mm -hmm. super soldier, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and so what's interesting is if this is – are we finally reaching that point? Ruby gets in the machine. Daisy has to stop her. And so Daisy flies there or you know, – are we, are we getting there finally? Now, keep in mind we have five episodes left in this season. Mm-hmm. So 
who knows when they're going to actually get to that point. But I don't know. Yeah. And and I, I don't want to beat this horse too much, but next week is technically the last episode before Infinity War. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays because technically Infinity War and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. come out on the same night. Yeah, yeah, unless you're doing that Thursday thing. Mm-hmm. Which, um, yeah, I I just don't know when I'm going to be able to see it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, well, it'll be figured out. I just don't know how or when. Okay. You'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, so then there's a tag scene, and that's Talbot. Just wants to see his wife. He's had a conversation with Daisy already. It kind of freaked him out when he saw Daisy because she's the one who shot him, or at least the LMD version of her is the one that shot him. Um, nice yeah. little flashback there, yeah. In case yeah. you forgot, he just wants to see his wife apologize to his kid, and so she makes some arrangements to, you know, an untraceable phone call to his wife and his kid. And he talks to his wife and she gives him some sleeper agent code words. Mm. And he has been conditioned to comply. I will comply. And he will comply. And the reason she's doing that is because there's bad guys in her house that Hale sent uh, for the contingency Mm. plan. I seem to remember something, some show somewhere where – I will comply was a whole was a big thing. Was that this show? It was this show. Yeah, yeah. That was the the Hydra stuff leading okay. up. Um, I can't remember if it was before or after Winter Soldier. I can't remember or both. Either. But yeah, it w- it was this show, and okay, and they good. had they had phrases that were spoken, and then you comply and um, yeah, that's it, right. It was the uh, it was when when. Deathlock had his had like somebody hacked into his his brain, right? And he was going around killing people because he felt like he had to. Yeah, but I don't I don't remember if that was a compliance code word thing. Oh, oh yeah, no, that was just hacked into his brain. I'm going to kill your kid if you don't do yeah. what I want. There were actual compliance code word things going on for for part of one of the seasons too. So mm. it happened. Uh, so this episode was called honeymoon and yes, there is love in this episode. Um, we've got the Colson and may thing where, you know, they, with the confrontation that death is not your choice to make alone. And I'm mad because you're taking these risks against my wishes. And I love you. You got Deke who in his pain, drugged up, state talks about how he wants to press lips together with Daisy, uh, which, is, but only if they want to, cause that makes it better. Right. Right. You got Fitzsimmons who the reason that yo-yo gets sent away to go and get the backup is because they have made a vow to never part from each other. It's a nice little, little detail there. Uh, and then you have Mac and yo-yo who are not in a good place right now because yo-yo put him in prison. He was, released from prison to try and save someone from dying from a gunshot wound who could have been saved a lot easier had the actual medical person been there. But the medical person is with Yo-Yo. This is why Bones McCoy never should go down to the planet. 
but he does, and he has a mint julep, and it's all it's bad. It's bad when that happens. Yeah, but Nurse Chapel is still on the Enterprise, and she's. I mean, there, there's a whole crew of of medical mm-hmm. team, and and honestly, you just throw someone in one of those beds, and they're going to be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beverly Crusher never went down. Never went on away missions. Yes, yeah, she did. She did all the time. See, there's there's a Star Trek talk for this. Wear, wearing so. her uh, her blue sweater thing. <laughs> I always, yeah, I always like that blue jacket that she got to wear. I thought it was the coolest. Not that I wanted to wear one, but well, yeah, I'm I'm glad that seasons one and three and four, five, six, and seven had Beverly Crusher. I I was sad that season two didn't. I like Pulaski. I'm sorry. Yeah, I liked her. I, I guess. I liked her. They brought I mean, her on, and she's she's female Doctor McCoy, and yeah, yeah. I liked her I, a lot. I, well, anyway, that's not the Star Trek podcast. <laughs> no, and and then the other relationship that's big here is Hale and Ruby and Strucker Junior. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those situations where you just have that relationship that Mom doesn't approve of with Ruby and Strucker, and and she's she's rebelling. She's rebelling against old mom. This, uh, this is what you get when you raise your child with Hydra's principles. So parenting tip number three or whatever <laughs> is don't raise your child with Hydra principles as her social norm. Do you think Do you think Hale was like walking through the bookstore and being like, I need a parenting book. And then there's one that's like – uh, you know, Dr. Spock's parenting book mm-hmm. and, you know, what to expect when you're expecting and all the one. And then, and then there's how to raise your kid the Hydra way. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just got the it's just got the the uh, the, you know, the octopus symbol on it because yeah. all good Hydra things have that symbol. Step one, buy your child a dog as soon as they're able to <laughs> walk. Step like, two, when they're 18, they must kill their dog. And you're reading the book and you're like, these are the only two steps in the book. I don't understand. <laughs> it tells me nothing about like diapers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. <clears throat> okay. Well, that's this episode. I think it's mm-hmm. time for us to turn off the uh, situa- field. Uh, it's time for us to to turn off this part of the discussion and turn on the next part of the discussion. <laughs> How's that sound? Sounds great. All right, let's do it. Shield Field Report. Okay, and so I'm back. And when I say I am back, I, I mean I'm back by myself to to do the listener feedback segment of this episode because uh, Stuart had to, had to run. And yeah, so I'm here alone. But am I really alone? When I'm doing feedback for Welcome to Level 7, episode 250, uh, no, I'm not really alone, except that I am, yes, really alone, but metaphorically speaking, uh, literally speaking, I, I am, but metaphorically speaking, I am not alone. I am here with, with you, the listener, the listeners, uh, but but I'm here with you, and and so now it's time to hear from you. And we're going to start with an email that I've been very excited to uh, share. Uh, this came in 
uh, last week and uh, came in right after we had published the episode. And this is from um, Agent Agent McFarland. And he says, oh, man, I've had to wait to share this email for, for a week now. And, and I'm just so excited because there's some really cool stuff here. Um, yeah. So the subject is Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. villain. And the message is, hi, guys. Love the show. I have a prediction for the future of the young villain, Ruby. She's a super soldier made in the mold of Captain America. She's physically the Aryan ideal. Her face is somewhat otherworldly already. Her name is a word for red, which is is just as obvious as her mom's name being a Hydra pun. I believe she'll get her powers, but it will go wrong, and she will be a red skull. We've seen female red skulls in the comics before, and it would be perfect for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to either have a series climax against the red skull or an entire final season against her. Yours, J. James McFarland. And J. James McFarland, brother, we haven't done this in a while. Uh, there's been good feedback, but I, I have to do this, and I'm alone, uh, so I'm going to go ahead and, and do it. Just uh, I'm just doing it. I'm just doing it. The new prize winner of the day... Yes, you, sir, will not receive a no prize in the mail. Expect it to not come soon because it is not a prize that you can have to put in your hand. But it is an honor. As I said before, I've been waiting and waiting and waiting to read this email on the podcast because it's just a really neat idea. And the whole idea of Ruby, you know, now her mask already has that kind of scully not scully, but skull-ish, I guess, uh, kind of look to it. And the idea of her becoming a, quote, red skull or a variation on that theme, anyway, is very cool. And thank you very much for for sending that in. And uh, yeah, so it's time now to move on to uh, another piece of feedback. And that is actually a text I got from... <laughs> Uh, from Agent Samantha. And that text that I got from Agent Samantha uh, it was to remind me that uh, Agent Dylan wrote in to um, remind us that it's not Professor Gravitron in the comics. It's Professor Graviton. Graviton, not Gravitron. And I said it wrong the entire episode. I even at one point uh, corrected myself in or corrected someone in saying yes it's gravitonium but it's gravitron and it's graviton in the comics so agent dylan thank you so much for reminding us of that detail and i do i i would say i have a legitimate excuse and that is that i used to do a podcast called professor negatron and Professor Negatron was a negative film reviewer and he would he was a super villain who reviewed films and this was the kind of, you know, the way I, I would describe it would be a, a super villain film review in the mold of screw tape letters. So basically everything he says, you take the opposite. If you're familiar with screw tape letters, that's letters from one demon to another demon about how to 
deal with people and he says all the the all the things he's saying, you then take the negative of it, and that's the lesson to apply to your own life. It's written by C.S. Lewis, who is my favorite, 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 favorite uh, writer in the entire universe. And uh, yeah, anyway, um, I said it wrong all episode, and so I've I stand corrected, and I appreciate actually being corrected because it does feel silly, you know, when you when you get something wrong. Now, what's worse is when you get someone's name wrong, and you're like it's a person that you're actually talking to and you just get their name wrong, like the entire conversation. And then you walk away from the conversation and find out, Oh, his name is not John. It's James. And I've been calling him John the entire conversation. And that's bad. And I won't lie. I've, I've had that happen to me too, but uh, this is much better than that kind of a situation. It's much less embarrassing when it's a fictional character that you're just pronouncing their name wrong and not a real person. So anyway, thank you, Agent Dylan. I hope I got your name right. So next we have a voicemail from Agent Samantha, and she has this to say about the honeymoon. Hello, Agents. Samantha here, calling in about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, was it the Honeymooners? The Honeymoon? Then you know which one I'm talking about. Um, so first of all, Jojo, you are not the third wheel. You are the fourth. So don't worry about being the third wheel. <laughs> because there's a little fit baby that no one has acknowledged yet. Uh, secondly, uh, Simmons, I don't think your doctor is going to approve you jumping out of that plane in your condition. Um, I think it's awesome that Fitz and Simmons are are adamant about doing everything together and not splitting up. And finally, I absolutely hate that they felt that they wrote um, Piper and Mac doing a very delicate surgery. No one on that team but Simmons should be doing that. In real life, Deke would be dead because they cut into him and they don't know what they're doing. Uh, that is, yeah... No one should do that without actual experience and proper supervision if you're not that experienced. My goodness. I mean, this is worse than the mountains drawing from Robin in the last episode. Yeah, I'm I'm a little, I'm a little, uh, you know, where we have the whole Tigger Eeyore thing. I'm, I'm Mr. Rabbit about this. I mean, it's just, it's so annoying. It's so bad. It's so contrived and it's so out of character. Okay, well, let's see what else. Leave on a good note. Okay, happy Deke. Drunk is a Deke is a happy drunk. <laughs> that cracks me up. I'm I'm glad he's alive though. Okay, bye. Oh, Samantha, Samantha, Samantha. Uh, I just have to say, nothing is worse than the mountain drawing. I I I I would. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say it. The mountain drawing is the worst thing to happen in this, the MCU of all time, ever. Just the worst. Ugh. Um, and then there's the jumping out of the plane in her condition. And yeah, now I, I do wonder, are we going to find out that maybe she actually isn't pregnant right now? Um, that is a distinct possibility. But... If she is pregnant, which we are all kind of operating under the assumption right now, um, I do 
I, I just had this thought because of you, Samantha, and that is that I think that it is quite possible that they also just assume the the baby is invincible. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. There's there's one other thing that you mentioned that I wanted to touch on. Oh, yeah. The the whole medical thing. Well, yes. Simmons should have done that procedure. Deke was going to die without that procedure. And Simmons took off and did what she did and was doing what she was doing over on her quote-unquote honeymoon. And by doing that, it put them in a situation where they had to do that. And that's on her. Yeah. Okay. So with that said, I do have another voicemail. This one from Agent Daniel. Oh, winter wonderland. That's the way it feels right now, agent. I don't know. Yesterday I, I watched myself uh, a few episodes of Lost in Space. You know, a family show. You know, about a family on adventures, sci-fi things. You, you think maybe Ben would like that. Maybe it would remind him of other things. It's about a family. But no, no, no. Sue and Sam, they just keep getting Ben back on track. Yep, back on track. But, but anyway, anyway, where was I? Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Fantastic episode. Ah, uh, I had to go outside a few times just to experience the cold and the chill so I could imagine the pain suffering from the dashes going through. <sighs> Let's be honest, even though he's about to betray Philip J. Coltman, we all know, and I'm tense about it, that Dash is a solid good guy. He is. We have to make sure that Dash, in the end, clear that he is a hero. Hero! I don't know, otherwise, you know, I, I feel a little less like Thanos is coming this week. That didn't seem to be there as much. Uh, we got the whole uh, Fitzsimmons never leave each other's side. Well, that's going to... That's the kind of promise that's going to be hard to keep. Um, there is potty breaks, buddy. Potty breaks. But anyway, you know, I thought it was an okay episode. The whole I love you thing, it was ruined for me on Facebook. Uh, I don't know. Eh, Air Buds. I don't know. What does that even mean? You know, is it romantic love? Is it comrade love? I guess we'll find out. I guess been the romantic. The other thing he's going to tell us. I don't know what's going on with that guy, but he sure seems to have a touch of the romance lately. Like you've been watching Matthew McConaughey's bad comedy. All right, well, I'd like to continue to uh, find ways to keep myself warm out here in the blizzard. So, uh, happy spring! Peace out later, bye. Daniel, I just hope, and I, I hope, this is good hope. I, I believe this hope. I believe in this hope uh, that Talbot gets his happy ending, that he gets reunited with his family. After he gets rescued from being a sleeper agent who is trying to kill everyone, I, yeah, I, I hope so. We'll, we'll, time will tell. Time will tell if the stash is back or if the stash is bad. Just have to wait. So finally, we have an email from Agent Coco. And let's see, the subject line is Lucky Agents. Hey guys, hope you had a good week. It is I, Agent Coco, your problematic fave reaching out 
to chat with you a bit about my favorite show, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yes, this is my favorite show. I love it so much, it's really one of the few things I watch consistently besides Once Upon a Time, The Flash, and Black Lightning. Uh, this is me, Ben, butting in and saying, I have not watched Black Lightning yet. Yeah, Black Lightning yet. Um, I've been curious about it because I've heard it's not part of the Arrowverse, which actually is kind of a draw to me. So anyway, uh, back to the email. That being said, I am really not feeling where the team is at right now. What is going on with my agents? The team is falling apart and I don't like it. I'm trusting the writers as always, but it just doesn't feel good to watch. It makes me tense. I blame Fitz. I'm not sure if he is the apple or the devil that tempted Eve with the apple. Either way, his action of pulling out Daisy's inhibitor has caused a domino effect that has led us to this point, where team members are lying to each other, tricking each other, putting themselves in extremely dangerous situations, not communicating at all. Everyone is on a different page, and it's awful. The saving grace of this episode for me was May telling Phil she loves him. Next to their dancing together in season one, that was my favorite scene between them. I ship them so hard. I do not ship Daisy and Deke. Please, no. Sad to say, Daisy is not a good team leader. She really messed up letting Talbot make that phone call. Phil would not have let him make that phone call. May or Mac would not have allowed it either. Daisy is not centered and clear she is emotional and reactionary that was a bad move inspired by her own trauma with her dad and now as a result someone on the team might have to hurt talbot which is horrible because he's a cool guy i need my family to reconnect talk it out and forgive each other come back to a place of working together as one their team dynamic is one of my favorite elements of this show also this episode should have been called coincidences and luck because so many things just seemed to magically worked out like Piper being a medic. Um, okay. And Daisy showing up just in time to quake Ruby. Sure. Yo-Yo ending the Russian, which saved Fitz and Gemma from being killed. Perfect. I guess it's all related to the unbreakable time loop. Okay. Rambling over agent Coco out. Peace guys. Thanks for being awesome. PS Mac is the MVP. And I would say and echo your thoughts that uh, you trust the writers. Yes, I do too. And along with that, um, yeah, Daisy, not a great leader. But you know what? I, I think that is a nice character beat for her right now is that she's not perfect at everything. And she she was good at everything. And then she became even better with powers and stuff like that. But she's, yeah, she's not a great leader. And she's going to need to work on that. Uh, and then there's the whole family thing. <laughs> it's funny because a couple situations have come up in the, in the recent past where <laughs> really everything could have been solved in those real world situations if they just followed your sentence here i need my family to reconnect talk it out and forgive each other come back to a place of working together as one um yeah i mean we, we joke about me you know giving family therapy and and uh you know parenting advice but that right there agent coco <laughs> that's that's family therapy right there that that is very important very vital um reconnect talk it out and forgive each other so anyway, thanks once again, uh, Agent Coco, for writing in. I do want to thank everyone else for uh, sending in voicemails and, and sending us the, the emails and that kind of thing. And finally, there are three more people that I need to, uh, to thank. And that is Agent Adam, Agent Adzi, and Agent 
Jeff. And you three are patrons on Patreon, and we really, truly, truly, truly appreciate it. If you want to support Welcome to Level 7, the podcast, help us to do some things better, faster, and stronger. <laughs> um, sorry, I, you know, there's certain geek things that when they come up, you just can't help yourself. And you have them. You know you do, that if you're listening right now, you have them. Someone says something and you can't help it. It's in your head. It just happens. Like whenever someone says phenomenon, and as soon as they say phenomenon, in your head you're saying phenomena. You, you know it's true. And for me, <laughs> I just did another one. You know it's true. Everything I do, I do it for you. It's just these things that are stuck in your head. And in this case, yeah, well, that was another one. So, yes, if you would like to help make Welcome to Level 7 the bionic man of podcasts by making it better, stronger, faster, uh, please uh, head over to uh, patreon.com slash welcome to level 7, and there you will find out what it takes to be part of the, the support team. And there's three tiers that you can support at. Uh, these are monthly tiers, and um, by doing that, you get access to, yeah, just some a couple different bonus things, thank yous, and also we will give you the shout-outs on the air as it is. Strictly speaking, we're not on the air, but you know what I mean, um, like we are doing here. So once again, thank you, Agent Adzi. Thank you, Agent Jeff. Thank you, Agent Andrew. And thank you to you, dear listener, for spending time with us once again. And so for now, I'm going to shut this down. I'm feeling a little bit hungry, a little bit peckish. I think I want to get some pizza, but I'm not quite sure what kind of pizza to get. Honestly, I, I just want to get some 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 pepperoni, just a, just a pepperoni pizza. But I know if I go ahead and just place the order that, you know, my family is is not going to be happy. My wife is going to have something to say about it when I just go ahead and place the order and just get a pepperoni pizza because they like more. They like different. Um, and and I, and I know exactly what my wife is going to say. She's going to say no. You don't get to make that decision alone. That decision is made with the people who love you. Thanks for listening to Welcome to Level 7. You've heard us, now we'd love to hear from you. Go to welcometolevel7.com slash feedback where you can contact us through our website. You can also leave us a voicemail by calling one seventy seven fifty five level 7 you can also join the lively conversation going on at facebook.com slash welcome to level seven or connect with us on Twitter where we're level seven pod. And remember, the seven is spelled out. Our theme music is the light fantastic by JS Earls. And you can find that at transplant.bandcamp.com. Welcome to level seven is a proud member of the noodle mix network. Find more of our award winning and award nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh and succeed at noodle.mx. Learn how to podcast, get productive in your personal and professional life, theorize over TV shows, laugh with our clean comedy, delve into science fiction and philosophy, learn critical thinking from movie reviews and more at noodle.mx. MX. And once again, thanks for listening. Okay, so the planned post credit was going to be we we're going to talk about Lost in Space. Uh, Stuart and I were going to briefly talk about it. Uh, Daniel mentioned it, and I'm just going to say right now Lost in Space on Netflix. Check it out. Relevant to your interests if you're into sci fi. It's good family sci-fi. I wouldn't say it's good for little, little kids, um, but I can't wait to watch it with my older kids because at least the first two episodes, there's some good family stuff going on and there's some interesting stuff going on and it's it's good sci-fi. 
And so while we had planned to do a post credit that would be like a welcome to Jupiter two or something like that. Um, instead, this is just my recommendation. Watch it. If you have Netflix, it's good. You, you should enjoy it. If you like Star Trek, if you like um, Stargate, if you like uh, Lost, if you like, you know, the standard sci-fi shows, this is, I think, going to end up being one in the in the pantheon. And it's definitely one of the reboots where it is um, more sophisticated and quite possibly better. I have only seen the first two episodes, but better than the the source material. So, yeah, that's all I have to say about that. So that means that this episode is done. So episode 250 in the books. Thanks for listening. Thanks for getting us to this moment. And uh, that's it. I don't know what to say. Bye. Godspeed. Yeah, we'll leave it at that. Godspeed.